things to note before we get to the fabulous David Drucker, who I believe is a friend of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, a couple of things to mention. First of all, we got text. One saying, you guys are uh, being uh, way too unfair. Trump is uh, being cleared to a much greater extent than you're giving the report credit for. Followed by, um, you got, I can't believe you guys are not taking this seriously, since it mostly clears your king. So we have people that feel like we're being too hard on Trump and people who think he is our king. I want to say to so. Debodius, I don't care what you think. Shut up. How do you like that? Now that's some interaction. So I thought this was an interesting little paragraph, and then we'll go to uh, David Drucker. This is from the actual report, and this is, gets over the whole firing a Comey thing, right? Ah, yes. Was that obstruction of justice? Even Clearly it was or wasn't. The president can fire the, the FBI director because he doesn't like their haircut if he wants, but... Evidence indicates the president wanted to protect himself from an investigation into his campaign. In addition, the president had a motive to put the FBI's investigation behind him. The evidence does not establish that the termination of Comey was designed to cover up a conspiracy between the Trump campaign and Russia. So if he fires the FBI director because he just thinks it would help put that thing behind him, that's okay as long as it's not specifically to cover up a crime. Right. So there you go. Yeah. That's a gray area, but it's you know, yeah, it, you you have to come down in the pres on the president's side of that. That's what Mueller concluded. Mueller and a team of Democrats all designed to get me. Okay. Said Trump until now. What's he going to say now? I tell you that Mueller's a hero and his team. Oh, team of champions. They're the, the dream team. <laughs> uh, so coming up, uh, I have been scanning as fast as my little eyes can scan the Mueller report, and I have some juicy tidbits for you. I don't know what a tid is and why its bits are juicy, but. We do have that coming up. David Drucker joins us now. David's the senior political correspondent for the Washington Examiner. Uh, and, and David, specifically, greetings, first of all. Uh, we'd like to know, where does this leave us as a country and what's going to happen next? Uh, God only knows. I think we're going to continue to argue over the Mueller report and the investigation. And but not the Russia stuff, right? We, the obstruction it, stuff. No, but tell me, tell me. You've you got to act like this report actually matters. And it matters in one way. Oh, if, you're killing if me. Had discovered, if the report had said that Trump colluded or obstructed justice, that would have threatened his presidency. But now that it basically says some bad things happened, but Trump wasn't a part of any of those bad things. Everybody can go back to having the same arguments they were having. And one of the reasons I think we'll continue to have the argument, ironically enough, is the president loves to argue against the witch hunt, doesn't want to drop it, now believes he can use this to undermine Democrats mm. because they you know, wielded the investigation against him. And we'll continue to try and wield the investigation against him. So everybody's happy. Everybody gets to keep talking about Mueller because that's what everybody wants to do. But the Russia part of it's got to be over, doesn't it? I mean, I can see the how the collusion part, the collusion with yeah. Russia part, um, uh, the 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 Trump is in the pocket of Putin. That part's got to be over finally, doesn't it? Well, I think that we learned a couple of things in that regard. Um, one is that Putin definitely meddled on behalf of Trump. Sure. The investigators say that Trump didn't take part in any of that attempt at, at collusion, if you will. I just, what, what I think is good for the president, unquestionably, is that that's what the report concluded. The only point I'm making is that there are a lot of Democrats and other voters that have been voting for Democrats lately because they don't like President Trump, 
that I don't think this is necessarily going to say, oh, well, I guess he's a good guy. Right. Okay, so it removes a club with which to beat him, but it's not going to change a lot of minds. Correct. I was looking at this poll, Monmouth. And and I think in part because the president is going to keep talking about this. Ah. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, Monmouth poll that came out yesterday, should uh, we move on or continue to look into uh, Trump and uh, Russia and all this sort of stuff? 54% move on, 39% continue to look into. And then, uh, from Fox poll, how did the Mueller investigation make you feel about Donald Trump? Two-thirds of Americans said there was no change in their feeling. There's better or worse no change. Two-thirds said it didn't change anything. So, I mean, just so much of the opinion on Trump is baked in. That's true, and I I think that's the key thing here is that there are so many reasons why you either like him or don't like him, and it's just so hard to shift any of that. And part of that is because the president conducts himself very, very consistently. And so there's really no way anybody can reassess him. They can decide he's doing a good job or a bad job on one topic or another, but so much opinion about him, of him, is driven by how he conducts himself, I think, um, even more than what he actually does. David Drucker with Washington Examiner's online. David, when they uh, have old man Mueller up on Capitol Hill, which is going to happen in the next month or two, uh, what do you think the focus will be on and why? Well, look, I mean, I, I, I think Democrats are going to try and go through the report and poke holes in it or find other avenues for looking into the president's uh, business dealings or or other activities by those uh, famous kids you were just talking about. And, and sometimes that's what these reports and investigations can do. They can lead you in other directions. Republicans will obviously say that it's time to move on, at least Republicans on the Hill, because they'll want to paint Democrats as being more concerned about with partisanship than they are about, you know, getting things done that people, you know, claim to care about. Um, but look, I, I think we're just basically going to go back to normal, uh, which is we've got a Democratic presidential primary, we've got the president saying whatever it is he's saying on any given day, and you know, we'll, we'll just we'll see how it goes. But I, I just I don't think we're going to see much of a change in how Washington functions in the Trump era, I would just emphasize yet again that clearly if the report had concluded otherwise, it would have been a disaster for the president. So the fact that the report is saying that they found no evidence of collusion, the fact that there was no finding on obstruction and Barr has decided that there was no obstruction, these are big it's like a big, uh, it's a huge, clean bill of health. You know, even if some people claim the doctor's whitewashing the checkup, because all that matters here is whether or not these things, all that matters here were the, the determinations made on these two counts. David Drucker, I believe that the current news cycle is shortening my lifespan. Your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I'm dead already. Yeah. <laughs> Inside. Inside. I can't take it. Did you hear about him reanimating those pig brains? How freaky is that? Well, that's how they got me up and running for this uh, segment. (laughs) I just can't take it. And he drops the mic. David Drucker, senior political correspondent for the Washington Examiner. David, it's always a pleasure. Thanks. 
Take care, guys. Take care. Thank you. You know, I was ready to move on from this for a little bit, but I just uh, was alerted by a texter to a particular section about how the Russians were were, were blanking with us. Yeah, I've, during the election, that's what I, mean, I have in front of me as well. Th- those those are the chapters I'm mostly interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, how they were screwing with us, and you know that they're doing the same thing today. Yeah, and a lot of that section's redacted because we're continuing to fight them and counter them and. And, uh, well, fight them and counter them. And so they didn't want to reveal a lot of it. Yeah. Uh, but it's absolutely clear. And, and listen, and this is, I wish the president could process this. They were trying to damage Hillary because, like the New York Times and everybody, they thought it was a 100% certainty oh, yeah, they're not a she chance. got elected. Not a until chance. the very end of the process when they thought, wow, wait a minute, Trump might have a chance. Um, and then it, 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 and this is a subtle difference, but I think most of you are bright enough to understand this. It went from anti-Hillary to anti-Hillary and pro-Trump. Um, because again, their, their hundred percent of their interest was in having a weakened and damaged Hillary in the white house. Uh, but having said that it, it's all about just messing with the U S any way they can Every day under whatever leadership in whatever uh, crisis or or during any news story, just always it's relentless. And, you know, it's I God, I hate the political party so much. We are now whipped up and we're we're fighting within our platoon, even as we're under fire from the enemy. It's just it's dumb. But Ben Shapiro tweeted a portion from this that might be the the main thing from the from the whole the whole takeaway is that Mueller concluded that Russia wanted to hurt Hillary for the reasons you just explained, and the way to hurt Hillary was to help Trump. The Trump campaign recognized that this is helping us, mm-hmm. but they didn't work together on that. Right. They, th- that was, that, that was, those things were happening, mm-hmm. but they didn't work together on it. That's the conclusion. It's some of the, that simple, really. Some of the description of uh, the Russians messing with us is pretty interesting. Yeah, I'd say, well, do you like do you like Santas and Trump masks? We have those for you. I like them a great deal. Brought to you by the Russians. Oh, my. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of nation. Of the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, One More Thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. Southern Mother reports out, and it's at a website. Do we have a link? Do we need a link? Yeah, we can put a link at armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah, save you the time of clicking around. Yeah, exactly. And then you can read it. It's how many pages? That's like 400 and some. What's interesting is that the PDF document page numbers don't correspond to the page numbers on the document, so it's a little yeah, weird Yeah, somebody and texted me that you want to download it and switch it over to a blank file, and then you can blah, blah, blah. Okay. Do that if you want. Will I'm not, do. I'm not going to do it. So I'm they're printed out on old-fashioned paper like this. 
So they're uh, talking about the various Russian organizations that are messing with our, our homeland and trying to screw with our heads and make us hate each other. The Ruskies. One of the, um, one of the organizations is the IRA, which is a little confusing to those of us who remember the troubles in Northern Ireland with the Irish Republican Army. They're not talking about bomb-chucking Irishmen. Uh, dozens of IRA employees were responsible for operating accounts and personas on different U.S. media, social media platforms. Uh, the IRA referred to employees assigned to operate the social media accounts as specialists. Uh, the IRS's U.S. operations included social media specialists focusing on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. The IRA led, later added specialists to operate it on Tumblr and Instagram accounts. Keep in mind, by the way, they're still doing that this very second. Right. A bunch of the stuff floating around on Twitter... About the Mueller report is these same people, guarantee you. Mm-hmm. Isn't that wild? We got a report out today describing how they do it, and they're doing it today about this report. You know they are. Yes. Yeah. You should be ashamed of yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, the IRA created social media accounts that pretended to be the personal accounts of U.S. persons. By early 2015, they began to cre- create larger social media groups or public social media pages that claimed falsely to be affiliated with U.S. political and grassroots organizations. In certain cases, the IRA created accounts that mimicked real U.S. organizations. For example, one IRA-controlled Twitter account purported to be connected to the Tennessee Republican Party. Uh, More commonly, the IRA created accounts in the names of fictitious U.S. organizations and grassroots groups and used these accounts to pose as anti-immigration groups, Tea Party activists, Black Lives Matter protesters, and other U.S. social and political activists. And then there's a bunch of stuff redacted. Because they're still working on it. While posing as a grassroots call grassroots group called the Black Matters U.S., that was to stand up for the Black Lives Matter crowd, mm-hmm. which was made up by the Russians. In February 2017, the persona Black Fist, purporting to want to teach African Americans to protect themselves when contacted by police. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember that being a big news story. Hired a self-defense instructor in New York to offer classes sponsored by Black Fist. The IRA also recruited moderators of uh, conservative social media groups to promote IRA-generated content as well as recruiting individuals to perform political acts, such as walking around New York City dressed up as Santa Claus with Trump masks. Good one. Santa Trump. Uh, I've got one for you. The focus on the U.S. presidential campaign continued through 2016. In 2016, the Facebook group Secured Borders. The author criticized the lower number of posts dedicated to criticizing Hillary Clinton and reminded the Facebook specialist it is imperative to intensify criticizing Hillary Clinton. IRA employees also acknowledged that their work was focused on influencing the U.S. presidential election. Then he gives evidence of that. Uh, wow, it's, it's wild how many internal... Um, communications they had. Here's some of your IRA Facebook groups active during the 2016 campaign. Uh, covers a range of political issues and uh, included purported conservative groups, uh, but you might recognize some of these. Being Patriotic was the name of the group. That's so a, a, a poor translation issue there, but Stop All Immigrants, Secured Borders, and Tea Party News. How much of everybody's view... Of the so-called anti-immigration crowd is Russian trolls or phony Russian groups. Probably a significant number. It might, might be a lot of it. Then there's your black social justice groups that they faked up, including Black Matters, Blacktivists. Same thing. How much of my perception of really angry black people that are on the edge of scary in these various groups are Russian trolls? Some. 
They also, you know, grabbed the mic away from <laughs> Bernie. <laughs> Uh, let's see, uh, Black Matters, Blacktivist, and Don't Shoot Us, LGBTQ groups like LGBT United, and religious groups United Muslims of America. I'm interested in what's getting the most attention coming out of this, and so one of the first things we heard, and I swear to God, I, that woman found a way to search on the F word, because this has ended up being the, one of the highlights of the day, when Trump basically said, oh, oh, F, when he found out that they'd assigned a, uh, a Robert Mueller as a um, as a special counsel to look into him. The Mueller report describes President Trump cursing in reaction to the special counsel's appointment. Well, how do you think any president would react? Is that, is that an indication of anything other than him being a normal human being? If you found out... I don't know, your workplace, they've just uh, they've just they come up with a special committee to really drill down on how well you're doing. Right. Good! Yay! Nobody reacts that way. <laughs> no, no. Well, and Trump had had conversations about if they do this, what it will mean. And knew full well that it meant I mean, a years-long fishing How expedition. is that a headline other than just kind of interesting gossip? It's not. I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's a really interesting glimpse into a private sure. meeting in the White House. Yeah. But completely predictable. Uh, let's see. IRA purchased advertisements. Uh, da, da, da. What do you think Bill Clinton said when he found out they were going to have they have a special <laughs> special counsel investigating him? Yay! <laughs> they had an Instagram account asking U.S. persons to help them make a patriotic team of young Trump supporters. Hashtag Kids for Trump. Is that that singing group we played? That, that was Russians, or they just no, used that's the it? Freedom uh, girls, I'm, I think. I'm not saying. I'm asking. <laughs> A joke. What's coming up in your news, Marshal? Attorney General on one of the most critical parts of the Mueller report, and an amazing breakthrough involving zombie pigs. Yes, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> At the end of the day, what does this mean? Well, it may mean that Trump is Trump. You know, he's this very difficult study uh-huh. of what motivates him. There you go. The question around, um, now that we, it appears he didn't have anything to hide around Russian collusion, why did he act like a guy who had things to hide? <laughs> Jonathan Turley, their legal reporter, has to turn into a psychiatrist at that point. Or a- yeah. Yeah, psychologist, I guess. Psychiatrists I, prescribe drugs. Psychologists and say, because Trump's Trump, and what motivates him is difficult to discern. Well, it's easy to, to, to discern. Jack, deal from strength, don't get crushed every time. <laughs> where, where are those girls? I want to hear those girls singing. I don't think they're a Russian plant. They're a good patriot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But that doesn't explain Flynn. Why did he lie? There, there's a section on him in the report. Um, maybe I'll get to it. It's hundreds of pages, Jack. Hundreds. God, I'm reading other stuff that I'm really into right now. Yeah, I know. I don't know if I want to read this. I know. Right. How about other people read it and hit me with the highlights? Or I'll watch the movie version. The TV movie version. The even more dumbed-down version than the movie version. <laughs> the TV movie version. Uh, news now with Marsha Phillips. As we've been saying, the final Mueller report is being released to members of Congress and to the public. And today, Attorney General Bill Barr again said the report showed no collusion and no obstruction between the Trump campaign and Russia, pointing out that Mueller had looked at a number of possibilities of obstruction. The special counsel's report goes on to consider 
whether certain actions of the president could amount to obstruction of the special counsel's investigation. As I addressed in my March 24th letter, the special counsel did not make a traditional prosecutorial judgment regarding this allegation. Instead, the report recounts 10 episodes involving the president and discusses potential legal theories for connecting those activities to the elements of an obstruction offense. Now, Barr says he and other lawyers at the DOJ looked at the president's actions, those 10 actions, and... The evidence developed by the special counsel is not sufficient to establish that the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. There you have Says it. the hand-picked toady. <laughs> All right. Just quoting MSNBC yeah, here. All right. Hand-picked. Yeah. He gets to pick the attorney general <laughs> with his hand or his foot or whatever. Uh, so there'll be more on this. North Korea's foreign minister, ministry is demanding that Washington immediately remove U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo from nuclear negotiations. The North accusing Pompeo playing down the significance of Kim Jong-un, saying last week, Washington has until the end of the year to offer mutually acceptable terms for an agreement to salvage the high-stakes nuclear diplomacy. Now, on Thursday, North Korea had uh, test-fired a new type of tactical guided weapon. That was followed up by the announcement that Kim is going to Moscow next month for a summit with Putin. Is it a sword with a GPS device? How is it? <laughs> That's a provocative move, going to meet with Putin. Man. Now, police from uh, police have a New Jersey man in custody after he allegedly tried to walk into New York City's St. Patrick's Cathedral with two gas cans. According to authorities, security saw the 37-year-old heading inside the Midtown Church yesterday, and they stopped him. He's also said to have had two bottles of lighter fluid and two lighters on him. At the time, he told police, ah, my car ran out of gas, and I'm just cutting through the church to get to right. just trying to get back and forth. Sure. Uh, that all fell apart pretty quickly. That's the worst excuse I've ever heard. <laughs> it fell apart pretty quickly when the cops found his car, and yes, it had plenty of gas in it. Uh-huh. Okay. Scientists at Yale University say they have restarted cellular activity in pigs' brains hours after their death. Are you following this? There were dead pigs. They've been dead for hours, and they were able to get brain activity going again. Yikes. What does that mean for the history of the world if you can I- reanimate dead brains hours after they die? I don't know, Dr. Frankenstein. What do you think it means? God help us. Researchers reporting that the pigs were harvested from a meatpacking plant. They also note the experiments didn't reawaken consciousness and, in fact, were designed to avoid that even Yet. though it is incredibly unlikely, they say, to happen. Well, right. You don't want the poor pig to be looking around thinking, hey, I appreciate you bringing me back to life, but I notice I'm a disembodied head. You know? Thanks how, for nothing. How disturbing for the swine. The process involved pumping artificial nutrients into the pig's brain. Pump it, pump it. This is all work that could one day be used in treating humans who've suffered strokes and brain injuries. Yeah, now that. Now you're talking. Didn't we learn a while back that they think there's a chance that you might have consciousness for like 30 minutes after you die? Yeah. Yep. That's one of the theories that they're working on. That's hard to take. Yeah. I, I ain't even thinking about that. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. Come on, Squawky.
Maybe maybe that 30 minutes or 30 seconds or whatever it turns out to be, you're riding the escalator up to meet Jesus. I it mean, it might, might be, be the most glorious uh, thing ever. I hope so. Jesus is in some sort of multi-storied mall in this scenario. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're not going to make you like climb a ladder or something. Go right by the food court. <laughs> or are you just plain old ordinary conscious trying to figure out what's going on? You've been hit by a car. You're dead. And your brain's thinking, what is going on here? I'm dead? Am, Am I, I some dead? sort of disembodied hoghead in the scenario right. you're wondering? It yeah, might yeah. be the most horrifying moments of your entire existence. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. I remember that study, and I, I think it was a little iffy. It was a little iffy. Yeah. Horrifying. Well, the study you know, I'm going to try to do stay alive forever. <laughs> why, don't you, why are you taking the worst possible view of this? It is. It's just it's part of the human experience. With good, Friday, with good Friday being tomorrow. Enjoy. Let's go with the, the whole uh, the escalator. The elevator. The, elevator would, or escalator. Why would there be an escalator yeah. instead of an elevator? Right. Well, because you want to kind of see that you're getting near oh, to it. You want to look down on anticipation. Hey! Hey, look where I'm going. Hot down there, huh? <laughs> and you do that Fortnite loser dance to them, all the people down there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's when you get yanked off the escalator oh, and right. on the other one. Oh, the downward uh, escalator. Down. Yeah, but I kind of was a leafy. I didn't, I thought we, I just, they're in hell and I, nope, sorry. Ow. You can't have a good time in heaven? Is that what you're saying? Keep talking. You're not helping yourself. <laughs> a few more juicy tidbits uh, for you. I've got the Michael Flynn stuff. I'm still mystified. Why don't you just tell me I ran into him? And I called him once. So what? I don't know. A liar. I don't know. Just, I don't know. We need a break. America needs a break from this story. Don't they? Certainly. I'll speak for America, Jack. Yes, we do. People were, uh, initially, some people were horrified by the fact that this dropped right as Congress leaves town. Maybe it's perfect. There's nothing really there. Let's take a break. Let's just, let's regather. Let's figure out what our priorities are. Let's remember what life was like before this crap. Yeah, exactly. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the deeper dives are occurring on the Mueller report, you know, getting past the headline of they didn't officially work with the Russians and all that sort of stuff. Trump is not going to be impeached. That is just not going to happen. Um, Fox is going with the headline, Trump directed aides not to disclose emails on June 2016 Trump Tower meeting. That gets to the whole trying to cover up something that really wasn't that bad, mm-hmm. uh, which makes you look worse. Here's one section that is kind of interesting. It's not surprising that this is the way it works in Washington, D.C., but... This is how it works. And I think this happens in every White House, by the way. Uh, The president's draft termination letter also stated that, this is after he fired Comey, stated that morale in the FBI was at an all-time low. We remember that, right? Mm -hmm. And Sarah Sanders told the press after Comey's termination that the White House had heard from countless FBI agents who had lost confidence in Comey. The evidence does not support those claims. The president told Comey at their January 27th dinner that the people of the FBI really like him. No evidence suggests the president heard otherwise before deciding to terminate Comey. And Sanders, when she was uh, interviewed, acknowledged that her comments were not founded on anything. 
Right. <laughs> so when she came out and said <laughs> the morale was bad at the FBI, that was not based on anything. Other yeah. than that was the story she and Trump were going to go with. I remember at the time and saying at the time that I had heard exactly the opposite from uh, pretty well-placed sources in the FBI, that they really liked Comey and everybody's feeling good about the world. Are you okay with me quoting Ben Shapiro? Would you rather I didn't? No, go ahead. I mean, he yeah. is a competitor in some ways. Yeah, in a way. I don't know. He's got two million followers. I, I'm interested in his takes a lot of times on things. He's a brilliant young guy. He just is. Oh, no doubt. But there's enough time in the day for all of us. He was on Tucker Carlson last night um, uh, describing how he sees the landscape of the Democratic field, and it was just so good. Better than anything I've seen. He is a super smart guy. Anyway, here's Ben Shapiro's one-line takeaway. Trump and his campaign engaged in deeply embarrassing and immoral, but not criminal behavior. In attempting to avoid that embarrassment, Trump engaged in more deeply embarrassing and immoral, but ultimately non-criminal behavior. I don't know how immoral some of this stuff is. Given the standard of politics. Yes. If you're going to give the standard of my life, the way I live it, yes. But at the standard of politics... I'm not sure it's that immoral. That's pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty run-of-the-mill politics. I yeah, I would say. I feel like he's using that as shorthand for actions people don't like. Oh like, yeah, just the way that he conducts himself. I, Nasty. I, that yeah. that's fine. But you know, and it'd be a, what side you're on. Harry Reid, the leader of the Senate at the time, saying Mitt Romney as a presidential candidate had cheated on his taxes. With nothing to back that up. No, he had, he just made it up out of whole cloth. He just cloth. made that up as the leader of the Senate, one of the most important people in American politics. He just made that up. Yeah. That's the During s- the final days of the campaign, right? Right or, in the, right in the heat yeah. of a presidential campaign. Yeah. That, that is the standard of politics. We accept that as that's the way the game's played. So what's immoral in that landscape? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the stuff, I, I'm looking at um, the various uh, folks who got prosecuted for lying to the FBI. Uh, Michael Cohen is just, he, he's not a super bright guy who thinks he is. And I'm not saying he's stupid. I will. Because he's got he's got capabilities, obviously, but he's just a dope. Now the so, he, he understands street power in a way that I don't, I'm sure. Yes, exactly. He's a street fighter and a and a maneuverer and a, a fixer. And uh, your okay. question is? Uh, I don't really have any for you. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. So it's who? The investigation. Hundreds, thousands of interviews. Hundreds of subpoenas. Okay. 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 So, But the Michael Flynn thing is weird to me. I've read it down, and he was busted for lying about... A handful of phone calls he made about, uh, or two, in one case, uh, Russian Ambassador uh, Kislyak, Fat Kislyak, um, and he told agents he did not ask Kislyak to refrain from escalating a kind of tit-for-tat uh, sanctions thing that was going on at the time. He says, no, I didn't ask him to ease up, and he did ask him, hey, it would be good if we eased up and we kept this calm. Why he lied about that, I cannot imagine. If he had lied to the uh, investigators, he would have kept his job. He lied to Vice President Pence about it, though. Why? Even within their own orbit, he lied. And then um, Flynn also falsely told the FBI he did not remember a follow-up conversation with Kislyak stated that Russia had chosen to moderate its response. Um and he had had that conversation, both times outed by K.T. McFarland, by the way. Well, when she was questioned, she said, oh, yeah, we talked about that. 
Hmm. Uh, second, Flynn made false statements about calls he had previously made to representatives of Russia and other countries regarding a resolution submitted by Egypt to the U.N. Specifically, Flynn stated, he, I only asked which the way they were voting. I didn't urge any country to vote in any particular way. And it turns out he, he called and he said, hey, I hope you vote our way. That's what diplomats do. Why would you lie about that? That's very, very strange. And he's in jail because of that. Yeah. No, no, I didn't tell anybody to vote against the U.N. resolution. You you get to if you want. I'll do it now. <laughs> very strange. Well, it's, it's interesting. I'm reading some more from this. Our investigation found multiple acts by the president that were capable of exerting undue influence over law enforcement investigations including the Russian interference and obstruction investigations. <clears throat> the incidents were often carried out through one-on-one meetings in which the president sought to use his official power outside of usual channels. These actions ranged from efforts to remove the special counsel and to reverse the effects of the attorney general's recusal, recusal to uh, attempted use of official power to limit the scope of the investigation, to direct and indirect contacts with witnesses. With So lots of different ways that he tried to use his influence as president, but none of them apparently... In the mind of Mueller and uh, the hand-picked toady attorney general um, that rise to the level of you try and charge him with something. Well, one of the points old man Mueller made, which I thought was interesting, was that I believe all ten of those were done publicly. They were not clandestine. Um, And so there was no underlying crime, and he was doing all this openly. So it's really difficult to, uh, to establish a malign mindset. If somebody's out there saying, Flynn's a good guy, can you let him off? Is that obstruction, or is that just a guy who doesn't really understand the limits of power and how the presidency works? This is a good one. With regard to Cohen's uh, false statements to Congress, while there is evidence described below that the president knew Cohen provided false testimony to Congress about the Trump Tower Moscow project, the evidence available to us does not establish that the president directed or aided Cohen's false testimony. So Cohen said, under oath on TV, we watched it, we aired it right here. Where did the president ask you to lie? And he said, no. No, he said. Well, and Mueller looked into it yeah. and says they don't have any evidence that the president did ask him to lie. So that should be done as a question. Cohen says the president said, you know, we didn't use marble in the bathrooms, and that was his way to communicate what Cohen ought to say to Congress. But that's not the way it works in the Justice Department. You no. can't. It's just too thin. Think, Innu- innuendo doesn't work. Right. Exactly. Yeah, well said. Final thoughts with Armstrong Getty. <laughs> I'll never not laugh at that. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Hey, a final thought from everybody would certainly end the hour in style. Michelangelo, your final thought? Okay, I'm exhausted. I need a media... Blackout. I mean, no I just, kidding. I'm just no gonna go kidding. home. I'm off to a craft store. I'm gonna pick up some Legos, Tinker Toys, maybe a Chinese. I mean, a, a model or something to build. In. NBA I, playoffs might be the answer. Yeah, I'm doing something, but not watching TV. Marshall Phillips, your final thought. Well, I gotta tell you, medical breakthroughs daily. We got 3D printed hearts, reinvigorated brains that'll one day be hardwired into the internet. Amazing times ahead. Sign me up. All right. Swine zombies. First, my sword fighting show turns into a zombie show. Now this. Game of Thrones. I'm looking at you. Positive Sean, final thought? Yes, my my beloved fortress of solitude, the one-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment, Chateau Relaxo, 
It looks like I'm going to have to move. Uh, the, the apartment building got sold to somebody else. They're doing some remodeling. I got to find a new oh, place right. now. Oh, that does suck. That does suck. Chateau Relaxo, though. I like that. Man. That's yeah, pretty good. That's yeah. strong. Uh, Jack, your final thought for us? Yeah, you know, three big stories today that Marshall kept doing, and this Trump Mueller report thing will be forgotten to history. The North Korea thing could be the story of generations to come if it goes the wrong way. And this reanimating dead brains? Oh, my God, that could be the business, biggest thing that happened in the history of mankind. Get your pitchfork ready. Mm-hmm. Your torch. You're seeing a Frankenstein coming? My final thought is, uh, it's beyond a doubt. My final thought is, uh, having read a substantial chunk of the Mueller report already and more to come, uh, I am now absolutely certain I don't have it in me to conduct a life of crime. Number one, I like to think of myself as a moral fellow. And number two, I just it it looks like you got to remember too much. It'd be very tiring. Right. Too many details and conversations to cover up. And just, who needs the stress? How happy is Trump today? Now, when the Mueller report dropped, a lot of people called that the best day of his presidency. When the... When Barr came out with his report. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is this even a better day for Trump, then? I guess you'd have to say, yeah. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. I did not find that the Trump campaign or other Americans colluded in those efforts. Armstrong and Getty.